Welcome to Taiwan Talk. I'm Alex Lewis. This week, I spoke to Scott Prairie, who, along with his wife Mia, formed a band called A Moving Sound. A Moving Sound has been praised for fusing traditional influences with a global sensibility. And Scott is here to tell us how it all started. Seventeen years ago, actually, we didn't do it right away. Um, she and I met in in New York City. She, her name's Mia. Mm-hmm. Mia went to she went to New York City to on a Fulbright scholarship to study singing, and we met in New York while dancing, actually. And uh, dancing uh, for a class or a club or maybe for like a performance. Well, it was it's pretty cool. It was um, a form of dance called contact improvisation. It's kind of like a mix between martial arts and modern dance. And so we were in the in the West Village doing this class, and and um, we met. And then, and she was only there for six months. And at the end, she, you know, we were it was clear we wanted to live and work together. And then I said, "Well, what do you think about being in New York?" And she said, "Actually, she would prefer to live in Taiwan." And then she said, "And I just said, well, I'll just come and visit." So I came and visited, and then I got here in 2000, and I really liked it and then decided to move. So then when I, I did move, I moved back. And and at first, my wife is kind of more theater, dance-based. So that was kind of her thing. So we did things that were a little, just she and I did stuff that was a little more experimental. And like it, we did some, there was some experimental theater series that was held at the basement of Eslit Bookstore. Mm-hmm. We did stuff like that. But eventually, I, I, uh, I'm a songwriter, so I, I started writing stuff. And, and slowly, we, put, we started bringing in musicians. First, it was three, and then four, and now five. So we're, A Moving Sound is a group of five people. And uh, we use traditional instruments, like erhu, uh, zhongran, Chinese percussion, also Western percussion, and we use traditional instruments, but create original compositions, and uh, so that's what we do. And, uh, that's the kind of music that we make, and we've been at it basically since a year or two after I moved, so about fifteen years. Wow, that's uh, that's amazing. So you had a so you were trained uh, as a conservatory French horn player. Does that uh, influence the way you approach the music you make now? I think it, yes. Being a classical musician, it did really affect the kind of music I make. It, I guess, I think a little bit more theatrically versus than just straight like a pop vibe. You know, mm-hmm. classical music, a lot of it has a certain kind of story in it. Yeah, some sort of tension, right? Right, right. So I tend to think a little bit that way. Make make stories in the music. But and that that actually works out kind of good because music that comes from Taiwan and uh, Asia and Chinese tradition is also kind of theatrical versus Western music is more rhythm driven. You know, traditional Western music is kind of built on the beat. I, I know a lot of it comes through the, an African tradition, jazz, blues, and pop, rock, and it's. You know, the foundation of it tends to be more grooving. And since I have a classical background, it kind of fit well with Asian music. The instruments, you know, like the erhu, 
mm-hmm. sound of the erhu, it's very kind of lyrical and almost like a voice. So it kind of, my style works well with the instruments they, that have a more expressive, I can make, I make kind of space for them. And so it was, yeah, it was kind of a nice, nice synchronicity that, to have the classical music background. But I also, as I got older, I did a lot of other stuff and experimental music, and even I was a singer-songwriter in New York. But I think having the found, that classical foundation actually made it made it a even more fertile condition to work with Chinese Taiwanese instruments. Tell me a little bit about the, your uh, creative process. Uh, the video you sent, you you know, you said that you were inspired by some of the hikes and the walks that you do in the mountains, or you know, next to the ocean and stuff. You know, like so that's like some of the ways that Taiwan. Um, kind of inspires you. The creative process. Well, yeah. Like, how do you go from you know taking a walk, getting inspired to you know putting music on actual sheets and then you know composing a song? Well, you know, different people have a different kind of creative style, and uh, I always had. I ended up leaving the music conservatory because I really wasn't a sheet music kind of guy. I I ended up not just not wanting to just play music that had already been made and kind of I I I like the creative process and I I experience a kind of thing where where ideas and music will just pop into my head kind of sometimes fully formed just get these I think maybe because I did do I, I have a lot of foundation. So I get ideas, and usually the way it works is I, I catch them, you know, either by re- recording them, and then I, I, I make a basic foundation. But then it's interesting because the next part is collaborative. I'll get an idea, a musical idea, and uh, and then I play I play two instruments in the group. I play the Chinese guitar, the Zhongran. I play that. I learned that since I got here. And then before that, I, I started to use the a bass guitar as a. I use it as a songwriting tool. And so I, I'll, I'll perform. I'll, I'll play the idea out and make the foundation. And then I give it to my wife. I say, hey, you know, listen to this. And and then nice thing I think what makes our music very rich and points it in the theater direction is that. Is her style. She'll hear hear the melody, and it will give her a story and a picture. And so then she creates a, her vocal parts and guides the music in a certain direction. And then the next layer is then we take what we Mia and I have made to the musicians, and then they will integrate their parts. So and they all have music traditional music school backgrounds, and so they will give it a certain technical flair and then they all you know they'll they're really grounded in this tradition so it, they'll flesh it out that way so that, that's how it unfolds kind of different different people bring their own perspective and skills and develop the music uh so your wife mia has been your partner throughout this whole journey um how has your relationship grown over the years not even just personally but you know musically and as a collaborators well that's a million dollar question it isn't easy always to work with your wife. It's um, yeah, I mean, sometimes you need some space or something. You just try to imagine it. Yes, you know, it's like it's a uh, 
two people are, are with each other 24-7, and, you know, it's like, oh, I think, I think it should be this way. But actually, that's, that's the cool thing, is we're both very strong, have a strong creative vision, and, um, and that's what makes the music, I think, what makes it very powerful. And, and, and it's very satisfying that she and I make, make this music that, it's, for me, it's been quite successful right from the beginning. We have a chemistry Right, that was really there right from the beginning. So that that didn't need to evolve. It was just really strong right from the start. I just I think the aesthetic of the music evolved. I think in the beginning we were more kind of experimenting and trying things out and like our first our first C D is a little more playful all over the world with different kinds of styles and everything. And then the second CD, we I think we as we started working with the instruments from here, we started focusing more on Taiwanese music or Taiwanese-inspired ideas. So Mia did something really cool where she took took traditional Nanguan singing. If people don't know that, that's it's ancient music from from China has a using an ancient dialect, but it's very well preserved here in Taiwan and and studied and she took that style and then created a piece using that style and then I took the bass and I copy the gu ching and we worked together to create a piece another piece of might be inspired by an aboriginal song another song is a folk song and I think so what I'm saying is the the aesthetic of what we do kind of evolved as the longer we work together. Mm, I see. kind of like melded. Yeah. Uh, so then you, you started focusing on more traditional instruments and more, uh, you know, things like that. Uh, yeah. So you're kind of bringing Taiwan or Taiwan music, Taiwan instruments to the world stage or to the international audience. How has that been uh, received? You know, I, I know you just recently went on tour in the United States, correct? Yeah. Well, that, that's been really wonderful is uh, the international audiences a lot of them haven't seen the instruments before and especially if they ha- they most of them have not you know we play in, in big world music festivals or theaters and and they, it's likely they they didn't see them see them and then and since we so they they're thrilled you know they 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 really just love the love the unique sound of the instruments and then because the musicians we work with are so skilled it just kind of blows our mind and it, it's interesting because because sometimes we'll even we play in all kind of festivals but since it's acoustic we we even get occasionally play in a folk festival when people see it almost like folk music because of the acoustic instruments and and uh, and we just basically just kind of blow people's minds they 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 just really enjoy what we do do you have any uh, upcoming tours and concerts? Well, now this winter is kind of our break. Um, we just we've been kind of going nonstop since last summer. We we did one month where we were the resident group at the in Elon at there's a traditional music center there in Elon. We were there for a month, and then we had a bunch of projects in Taiwan, and then we took off for a month, and we've only been back for maybe three weeks. And winter is usually 
kind of time off. So, so we're, I'm yeah lucky to be taking a break. Now, it's also the time where next year's touring is being put in place. We did get a very nice um, one, already a nice invitation. There's something called the World, World Music Institute, it's it's based in New York City, and they select groups that they want to present, and they'll pick the right kind of venue in New York City. I've been hoping to get presented by them for a long time, so that would be nice. And it'll be in a theater, and we tend to do a lot of universities, especially in the U.S. We do a lot of university art centers, and we're likely going to return to one one university in University of North Carolina in Asheville, they have a, a great art center. We p- performed there four years ago, and we're going to return. It looks like probably October, and do a, we perform there and to do a residency and teach. We also do a lot of teaching when we're at universities. So we have three lined up for the o- October of next year so far. Okay, very cool. And do you have any upcoming projects being released, like another album coming out? We we have we have um, the next idea is we're going to give my wife a chance to develop her vocal style a bit and let her lead the way. Usually, often I you know as I described, it's kind of like me. I started off, then Mia develops, then the musicians. This time we're going to let her start the project. Actually, her her vocal style is pretty unusual. It's worth worth checking it out on on YouTube or or what she ha- most of the of what she does people will come up to her after the concert and say you know what language are you singing in and and the truth is there's some maybe if we do 12 pieces one piece will be in the ancient the Nanguan dialect one piece will be in Taiwanese dialect, a folk song, and um, and then maybe an Aboriginal piece, and then the rest of them are, she, she makes up a language. She just creates her own language. When I met her in New York, she was there for an experimental voice workshop. So she she has a very unique approach to singing and composing, so we're going to, the next project will be her, her guiding, her from her perspective, the song compositions and styles, and so that's 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 what's on the table is a, a Mia project. Okay, is, is this the first time it's going to be a Mia project? Yes, yes, we have three other CDs, and I mean they all are very collaborative, and in each one she she created one or two pieces, but this this coming one will be all hers. And she's she's gotten stronger and stronger over the years. She also is a great teacher. She she does workshops in Taipei. Um, on they're interesting. They're about exploring yourself through the voice. It's a voice workshop, but it's really not at all about technique. It's totally about opening your experience of yourself through hearing your voice and collaborating with other people in a group using games and techniques and sound meditations and all kind of stuff. It just helps us to feel ourselves in a bigger way. So that's really, that's how she approaches the voice. It's a very deep, personal, 
self-exploration. That's really awesome. Uh, speaking of self-exploration, I uh, understand that you are also a painter as well as a composer. Uh, tell me a little bit about that, like how you know your painting has influenced the other aspects of your art and uh, just painting in general here in Taiwan. I guess the way it's worked for me is I feel like it all kind of comes from the same place, whether it's painting or music composition or I also do... I also, my wife and I still dance. We still do the same kind of dance form that we did when we met. Contact improvisation. Luckily, there's a really wonderful center. It's a, they call it a jam. Basically, people get together and, and dance, and it's, it happens here in, in, in Taipei. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but my, the point I was going to say is that I, I feel like all the, all the creative work, it all comes from the same center, kind of like spokes coming out from the center of a wheel. They're just kind of different channels of connecting with some energy or some feeling, and you can send it out through your body by dancing or through sound or through visual. I mean, as I've been in Taiwan, I, I did some exhibitions when I first got here in the early 2000. I did some exhibitions there, and I, um, but I, I pretty much have moved more towards, towards. I got, I got pretty focused on the music. I found, especially you know, to make a living, I found I, I really, I really had to focus on both the creative side, and then I, I, I've done a lot of the business side too. So that, that's a lot of work. So I pretty much do music and then I do dance kind of for fun and uh, and so I kind of just doodle now and then I haven't done serious painting for a little while okay well it just seems like you're leading a full creative life then you know having all these outlets I'm lucky I'm lucky and being in Taiwan it's been it was such a great thing to I never I never really planned to leave New York I and I wasn't really some people have a you know a certain hunger to come to Asia or or to travel and I was just kind of doing my own thing in New York and then just this this idea to come here and, and be with Mia and explore was just kind of came out of left field and I'm I'm really grateful that I did because it just expanded me exponentially I just and on so many different ways I I grew I grew a lot as an artist and as a person just to you know step out of your familiar culture and and then I just got really lucky that that Mia's Taiwanese and just landed in this this place that's so it's such a a kind the energy I experienced here is just very kind and fertile and I just really enjoyed it it was all it was it was a good time to come here when I, I came in 2000 it was we were our group kind of I think helped spark a more free free-form creative process for other groups, too. And so it was a nice position to be in to help help inspire people to kind of plunge more deeply into their own creative process and and express themselves. And so it's, just, it's been really a very rich experience to be here. I'm, I'm really glad. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, and... Lastly, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about that I haven't touched on? Yeah, that point about just really loving being here 
I mean, the, my the it's it's nice to be in a place because you know we've been at it for a while where the fear factor is totally gone. You know, to be an artist for all artists, it's a pretty scary proposition. You know, it's kind of is it, is anything going to happen? Is am I going to get any opportunities? And it takes a lot of courage to try to cultivate performance art or any kind of art in the world and and uh so my hats off to people that are giving it a shot and but at this point Mia and I have had a very full career and it grateful that it's still still rolling but it, the pressure's off so it kind of leaves me in a place I can try more things more collaborations and even you know, explore other channels of creativity, and uh, I'm I'm just glad to uh, be where I'm at, both in being in Taiwan and personally open to lots of things. I think that's that's all I want to say. Thank you very much to Alex, Alex Lewis, uh, for having the inspiration to invite me to share my story and share it with ICRT. Listeners, I, I really appreciate it, Alex. Uh, thanks for your interest. Thank you to Scott and Mia for coming on Taiwan Talk. The music in this episode is, of course, provided by a moving sound. The opening track is called Dombra, and this track right now is called Kuchin. You can find their music online by searching a moving sound. Thanks for listening, and talk to you again the same time next week. I'm Alex Lewis. Yeah.